all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the whoa with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, One Church in Global Locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Because I am unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest, I come to God as I am. Through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet in Jesus' name. One scripture I want you to look at before we jump into this tonight, Psalm 38.5, Psalm 38.5. Tonight, I'm going to teach you how to master the art of getting out of your own way. All right. And somebody else say, Bishop, I'm not in my way. You're so in your way, you don't even know you're in your way. All right. All right. Psalm 38.5. And I want you to see this, and we're going to read it together. Psalm 38, 5. One, two, ready? Let's read. My wounds are foul and festering because of my foolishness. <laughs> now, now, here's what that means. It means that they stink, say they stink, and they're getting bigger. Because of my own foolishness. Say, but tonight, I'm going to master that. Now, I, I know this is a master class, but I just need y'all to give them a masterful praise if you believe that you're going to... Okay. Come, wait, wait. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, praise is a weapon. I, so I know this is master class, but, but your praise can be a weapon that's going to expedite this process. So somebody that believes they're going to get set free tonight, would you just go wild for about 30 seconds? I'm going to master some. Hallelujah. You can be seated tonight. Let's go to W-O-R-K. Uh, the writer of this particular psalm, he admits that he was already in pain, but that his foolishness and self-sabotage made his wounds begin to stink and get bigger. And when you stink, watch this, people avoid being around you, including yourself. Let me help some of you understand the reason you don't like being alone is because you don't like you. The reason you're always looking at your phone, checking to see how many likes you got and how many folks called you and how many folks text you is because you do not like you. Just your neighbor say, break the addiction. All right, watch this. Uh, people avoid being around you when you stink. Anybody, now, no, if you sit next to somebody you know that's dealing with this, don't look at them right now so they don't feel bad in church. All right, but, but anybody ever know somebody in life where, you know, they, they had great personality, they told great jokes, Okay, you must be the person then, because y'all ain't saying nothing. They had great personality. They told great jokes, but you avoided them because sometimes they brought some extra stuff with them when they came in the room. Don't, don't look at me with that pretentious, pontificating tone of face. Everybody knows somebody that when you saw them coming, you were like, they are so nice. 
right? Now, now I says, well, I says, I says, now, uh, this is important to understand. It, the, the psalmist says, my wounds are foul and they fester. They stink and they keep getting bigger because of my foolishness. To the very uh, date, there are several definitions for the word fool, but the very basic definition of the word fool is one who lives or acts as if there is no God, which means you can be a Christian and still be a fool. All right, all right, touch the neighbor, say, is that you? All right, looking back, say, no. Say, I'm in a banner year. <laughs> now, now, uh, now, listen to this. A bigger wound means it will take longer to heal, not because of what originally caused the wound, but because of self-sabotage. All right, and so we're going to deal with this tonight uh, from this thought, uh, how to master the art of getting out of your own way. So uh, we sent you, uh, if you registered, so we emailed you and asked you this question, what are your seven specific goals to accomplish in 2017? Now, uh, out of that, I want you to just give me some. This is going to be interactive church tonight. I got me a whiteboard, and uh, this is going to be interactive church tonight, all right? Touch your neighbor and say, I'm going to master it tonight. You spend your last year broke. You spent your last year paycheck to paycheck. You spent your last year in bad relationships. You spent your last year in drama. You spent your last year repeating generational curse. You spent your last year. Somebody holler, that was my last year. Sure was. That was my last year. Now, 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 now. Uh, we ask you, what are your seven specific goals to accomplish in 2017? How many of you actually wrote them and did them? All right, good. Those of you that didn't, you need to do that. Now, before I get into this, I, I want to say this to you. Listen, I don't feel sorry for people who have sorry lives and don't listen. So if I says, you say, God, I just need some leadership. God, I just tell me what to do. And you come here every week and don't take no notes, don't listen to nothing. If your life is sorry, I don't feel bad for you. I'm not praying for you either. I'm going to pray that you learn how to listen. Touch your name and say, listen. All right, now. All right, so I encourage you to do that. Seven specific goals that you uh, desire to achieve this year. Don't do eight. Don't do nine. Don't do 40. Don't do 15. Do seven. I taught you last Wednesday that there is power in following the instruction as the instruction is given. You got to get that, uh, that message from last week. All right, so I, do, I, I give you seven specific things or said make seven specific things you want to accomplish this year. Let me hear some of those things. Let me hear some of those. Talk to me, church. Okay, go, one more again. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Can you give me, just give me a small one. That's a good one. No, that's, no, that's an excellent. No, 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 that's excellent. Just give me something I can put right here. <laughs> Go ahead. Better budgeter, okay? All right, all right. Okay, somebody else? Go to school? Learn how to swim, me and you both. No, let me tell you, now I know how to stay up. If I'm going out, I ain't going out like that. I tell you that much. <laughs> no, I, I can swim. I ish. All right. Le- All right. Learn to swim. Okay. Wh- All right. Let me hear a fourth one. Self love. I love that. All right. Fifth one. Build credit. All right. Sixth one. Creative environment. I saw somebody say healthy. Healthy boundaries. All right. All right. Somebody say divorce. Get your grades up. Okay. All right. Well, this, I got seven. See, first thing you got to learn is how to follow the instructions. So, see, don't add an extra. 
right, now, all right, now, in all of this, so these are, these are seven things. Now, I, I, want, I want you to get this principle, all right? Because if you're going to achieve anything in life, my whole life, uh, I've been a curse breaker. All right? Now, now, so I'm sent to raise up a church full of curse breakers. My whole life, I beat statistics. So I'm sent to raise up a church full of folks that beat statistics. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. Now, why is this important? Why, Bishop, why in the world would you mention that to us? Because the only way you got to achieve something is you first have to visualize it. I got to visualize it. So I asked you this question. What seven specific goals do you want to achieve this year? Now, these are great. These are awesome. I want to just hear you give some things. Uh, let me show you uh, out of these, which of these can actually be accomplished. Here's the point I want you to write down. You write this down. Take, write it down if you're taking notes. If you're not taking notes, write it down. Or type it. Okay, you got to take it down. Okay? You can never achieve what you cannot assess. You can never achieve what you cannot assess. Listen, what does that mean? If you can't assess the goal, you can't achieve the goal. Now, out of these, how in the world would, uh, when we say be- better budgeter, for example, that's a great starting place. But we got to do is make that more specific because uh, better budgeter to what end? Better budgeter to what extent? What exactly does that mean? Because to be a better budgeter, listen, if, 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 if it's $50 coming in and $49 coming out, I guess, you know, we can make the paper look nice. You understand the point? How do we measure that? Okay, go to school. How do we measure what that means? Go to school to study what? Go to what school? Okay, are we looking at the degree program that we're looking at? Because we do understand that 80% of people who go to school, uh, 80% of uh, college students, when they come uh, out of school, they go and live back with their parents. So do we want one of those degrees? You know, in business administration? In psychology, I'm not beating you up if that's your degree. What, I, what I'm saying is, is that go to school isn't a specific goal. Go to school is an idea. And we can't measure an idea. We can only assess something and th- so we can't achieve that. Learn to swim. Okay, learn to swim. Uh, what does that mean? You want to you learn to swim what? In deep water? Learn to stay float like me? Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Learn to swim with floaties. Learn to swim on the noodle. Okay. Self-love. Well, okay. What does that mean to love yourself? How would we measure that? Are you getting the point? See, here's the reason you've not been achieving stuff is because you've not been able to assess it. Got it? Okay. Here's another one. Build credit. Well, build what type of credit? Because you can build credit. It'd be bad. Some of y'all built some credit. Some of y'all got... very well built credit. You owe Providian, they ain't even open no more. You owe Providian, first bank, second bank, third bank, fourth bank, fifth, third bank, TD Ameritrade bank, okay? So when we say build credit, what do we mean by that? What type of credit? Are we talking about, is there credit that needs to be repaired? How many trade lines are you talking about? Uh, What kind of FICO scores? You do know that for those of you who use apps like Credit Karma, you do know that's not your score. Okay, that's not your FICO score, the Fair Isaac credit observation. All right, that's your actual real credit score. And when you use those free apps, and they're great to use, and they're free, so they're great to use, but you're getting what's called the Empirica score and the Vantage score, which means that's not the real score. It's an algorithm that gives you another score. So when we say build credit, how do we assess that we did that? It's quiet, church. When we say have a creative environment, well, what does that mean? Because creatives by nature aren't aimed. 
If you're artistic, you have a hard time focusing. It's quiet in the church. If you're artistic, sometimes you, you, know, you start on one thing and then you'll call yourself multitasking and then you move to something else, then you move to something else, then you move to something else. And then if you're an artistic woman, you'll be painting your nails and then move from going over that to go do this and then go do that. If you're an artistic man, you know, you'll just be doing all kinds of stuff. You'll be like, I'm going to do these push-ups in the middle of the day. Or my dad. Like, what are you talking about? Right? I've already, okay. And then healthy boundaries. Well, define healthy. Because to some people, a healthy boundary means anytime, every time, all the time. So these are, these are great places to start, but the first thing we've got to do is be specific. Somebody say specific. So let me go with better budgeter. So when we say better budgeter, the goal here, I would, I would presume, the goal here is that you want to have more money left over at the end of the month. Okay? All right? And, and here's the reality. The reality is that people say, well, if I just had more money, I would do this. God does not give you more to see how you will master it. He gives you less to see how you will master it. It's quiet in the church. Touch uh, your neighbor and say, what are you doing with the lesser to qualify for the greater? Scripture says, if you're not faithful with another man's, who would give you your own? So the question, God, the way God does it is, God says, I'm not going to give you more to test you. I'm going to reduce you to see what you do with less. Okay? So if you had some reductions in your finances, that's God, that's God trying to qualify you for increase. Okay, y'all don't even know when to shout. If over the last 12 months you had some financial stuff come up, you need to shout about that because God says, I'm trying to give you the upgrade. Tell your neighbor, say he's trying to upgrade you. All right, so, so be a better budgeter. So, okay, what, so when we say that, we want to have more money left over. More money, more money, more money. All right? Now, the question is, where are you wasting money? Okay. Because here's the reality, uh, and we're just going to spend some time on this and we're going to move on. Here's the reality. If you're wasting money, for example, on, uh, now some people say eating out is wasting money. Not if you're only eating out one or two people. Okay, so for all, for all the folks to just be eating for one and people be telling you just wasted money. No, going to the store is wasted money. Because you're going to spend $70 at the store for stuff you ain't even going to eat. And you're still going to eat out. Trust me, I've tested this theory. I've mastered it. Trust me. So you, you, you don't, don't, don't bring your arguments there. I've, I haven't tested that one. I know that one. All right. Now, where are you wasting money? So to be a better budgeter, a better goal here is to, watch this, is to reduce your monthly expenditures by 20%. I'm just using that as an arbitrary number. That's a specific goal that we can what? Assess. So what can we do? Achieve it. Because better budgeter, well, what does that mean? It's quiet in the church. I, I know this is class, but y'all still need to talk. You can, this is the one class you can talk in. I'm the cool professor that was like, okay, all right, you talk back, okay? All right, go to school. All right, so what does that mean? Now, here's the deal. Don't be like people who go to school to avoid making tough choices. All right, sometimes people avoid, they go to school to give themselves four years to not have to make a tough choice. It's quiet in here. And then you're going to owe Sally, Susie, Kathy, Cheryl Ann. You're going to owe them all a bunch of money because you didn't want to make a decision. Okay? So in our culture, our culture, especially in this region, we have a culture of people who don't want to make tough decisions because they've never had any male leadership to show them how to make good decisions. It's quiet in the church. 
right? And so in all of that, if you're going to school, that, that might be fantastic. The question is, is well, wh- what are we specifically trying to accomplish here? Because going to school, you can drive up the gateway right up the street, and you accomplish that goal. I went to school. Okay? So is the goal here, I'm presuming the goal here, I'm just using this for example, is to enroll in XYZ uh, course of study at XYZ University. That's the goal. Okay? You see the difference though. Okay, because now we, can as- now we can assess it, and so now we can achieve it. All right? Learn to swim. Same principle there. Are, are you wanting to learn how to you know, you know, keep your breath under uh, you know, 60 seconds while you're underwater? What are you wanting to do? It's got to be specific. Self-love. That's a very ambiguous one. Here's a better way to assess self-love. Are you happy when you're by yourself? So a specific goal is, is to not look at your phone when you're at the movie by yourself. Okay? Now, you say, Bishop, what do you mean? Well, because, see, self-love means that I love me so much that I have enough love to give to other people. Love your neighbor as yourself. And I said this on Sunday at both experiences. Touch your neighbor, say, neighbor. Get your as together. See, you cannot as, you cannot give to others what you don't give to yourself. Check it out. You can't even give God what you don't give you. So the reason, the reason church is difficult for a lot of people in this Denver region is because a lot of people in this region never learn to learn self. So the thought of loving God, it seems like foolishness. How can I love somebody I can't see when I'm struggling and love me that I deal with every day? But the only reason you struggle with self-love is because you struggle with self-worth because you won't love anything you don't perceive to be worth loving. But what you need to understand is that Jesus, watch this, when he died for you and he gave his life for you, he was indicating to you your true value, which means you have value whether you see it or not. Let me have, you got some cash? You got some cash money, cash money? Ain't nobody got, come on, cash money. Cash, come on, I'm gonna get back to you, perhaps. If you come on and sow it, you might get more than you give me. Amen, thank you. Cash money. Okay, now, let's see. Out of this cash money, I was just given. Boom, there we go. Thank you for your offering, son. The Lord bless you. Lord bless you. This is a $100 bill. <laughs> this is this, this a $100 bill. Touch your says $100 bill. Now, this is $100, so they tell us. Okay, because without a gold standard, what is it? Okay, but that's a whole other issue. Uh, all right, so, so I'm going to crumble this. See this? Ooh, I know somebody said, mm. You're like, well, Bishop, you ain't got to do all that with the money, sir. Just give me the money. Show me the money. All right, now, I'm crumbling this, okay? Now, watch this. Watch this. Then I'm going to throw it on the floor. I just stepped on it. I can get back to you. And a whole lot more. Now, I've stepped on it. I've crumbled it up. But in the hands of the right person, it's still a hundred dollar bill. Y'all not saying nothing. Which means when Jesus died for you, I don't care what life did to you. I don't care what people did to you. I don't care who gave up on you. You still, touch your neighbor and say, I still got work. I don't care if you've been locked up, you still got work. I don't care if you lost your house, you still got work. I don't care if you lost your money, you still have worth. I'm going to give you a fresh one back. 
Amen. Okay, now, why do you need to know that? Okay, because if we're talking about a goal of self-love here, that's a specific goal, what we have to be more specific about is how do we measure that you love yourself? And one of the ways you can measure that you love yourself is that you're satisfied being by yourself. Okay? Meaning you just enjoy your own company. Why you always got to be sitting up over somebody's house? What y'all doing? Nothing. I'm just going to come through. For what? You got your own cable, got your own house. Use your own heat. Okay? <laughs> Somebody say self-love. All right, and then, okay, so, so we got to measure that. So that'd be one way we can measure that. So if we assess it, then we can what? Achieve it. If we can what? Assess it, then we can what? Achieve All right, so build credit. Great, great goal here. So my, my presumption is, is to add trade lines. Everything on your credit is called a trade line. All right, now, if you want to add trade lines, then, then, then what you need to then do is be specific about the goal and then have the goal to say, for example, add five positive trade lines. Okay, that's my shorthand. Add five positive TLs, trade lines. All right, so how, Bishop, how do I, I add a positive trade line? I'll just touch on it real quick, although that's not really the point of what I want to deal with tonight, is that to add five positive trade lines, you got to get five people, you got to convince five vendors to give you credit. Yeah. All right, now, if your credit has had some challenges and they've been stepped on <laughs> and crumble. This is not a smart goal first. Why? Because ain't nobody going to give you no credit. So then watch what's going to happen as you're stepping out of 2017 into 2018. You're going to be talking about, well, I didn't meet all my goals. Well, because you didn't set a good one. A better goal right here would have been what I want to do is I want to get rid of all negative trade lines on my credit report. Start there, then build. Are y'all getting the point of this? See, I want you to stop being frustrated that you're not achieving stuff, but you're not achieving stuff because you're not able to assess it. Okay? 2016 was your last year of not achieving what you write down to achieve. I prophesy that into your life. 2016 was the last year. When you get to the end of this year, all seven of your things, you're going to be like, check, 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 check. Okay, creative environment, same principle here. How do we assess that? What does that mean when you say, I want to create, I want to have a creative environment? What does that mean? That's not specific, so you can't achieve it because you can't assess it. Healthy boundaries, what does that mean? I presume that that has to, something to do with telling too many people yes and you need to tell them no. The issue is, though, you need to identify what you need to be saying no to. Because sometimes you're saying yes to stuff out of obligation the Bible doesn't give you. Well, that's my family. Well, the Bible doesn't make that an obligation. And you need to make sure that's a family member and not a relative. Because the Bible says that there is a difference between family members and relatives. See, family members are people that are headed in the same direction with you. So they looked at Jesus and uh, Jesus' mother and brothers came in and they said, uh, get Jesus. Now, he's in the middle of preaching. Tell your neighbor, say he's in the middle of preaching. Jesus is in the middle of preaching. When he's in the middle of preaching, his mother and brothers walk up and say, get Jesus. Tell him, come here off the stage. Tell Jesus, come here. And then Jesus gets an attitude. Jesus is standing there and he says, what? They said, master, they want to see you. What? What? Jesus is like, who is my mother and my brothers? He said, then he points over to his disciples and he says, whoever does the will of my father, these are my mother and my brothers. In other words, what are those types of relationships? Family relationships. So what did Jesus redefine? Family. 
But then he also then makes it clear that there's a difference between family and relatives. Relatives just means we share common ancestry. Family means we're headed in the same direction. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay, so when you talk about the, the last one about there about setting healthy boundaries, we got to be clear. Well, what does that mean? So the first key here is what are your seven specific goals to accomplish? How many of you need to rewrite your seven after just going through that? Okay, that should be most everybody, all right? Because you have very generic things, so you're going to get very generic results, all right? And here's the, they don't teach this kind of stuff in life. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Nobody teaches this kind of stuff in school. That's why I'm taking the time to do it this month. Nobody teaches you this in school. Nobody te- you just kind of have to go through and figure this out. So that's why we do it at the time. You'll be glad you got a pastor who can hear from the Holy Ghost. And if the Holy Ghost says do it, he does it. Now, here's the second question in what we sent you if you register. Which of your seven goals requires significant effort or energy from others? Which of your seven goals requires significant, a significant energy or effort from others? So uh, if I was to use some of the ones that we just, um, that we just had, the majority of those were um, self-reliant. Say self-reliant. Don't make one of your goals predicated upon something somebody else has to do. Because if one of your goals is predicated upon something somebody else has to do, if they don't do their part, you can't do your part. So where are you going to be standing at the end of 2017? It didn't get done. But you're the type of person that says, if I got to do it by myself, I'll get it done. Now, on your notes there that we sent you, had you registered it again. If you didn't, just make sure you do it for next week so that, uh, and do it so that we can uh, make sure we get you the notes sent out. We're trying to be green and keep it clean and save paper. For example, getting married isn't a goal to achieve. Because love isn't something to be achieved. So for those of you who got that down, cross it off. How is that a goal? How is love a goal? Love is not a goal. Like it's my goal to love you by the end of this year. What? Excuse me. I'm feeling a little mentally. What do you mean? That's my goal. That's a ridiculous goal to have. That's predicated upon someone else's effort. And love isn't something to be achieved. Love is a decision that produces emotions. Love is not an emotion. So if you got stuff on there talking about, I just, you know, this, I just want to uh, uh, get married. That's my goal this year. Or I want to get unmarried. Whatever. Well, I guess that one you could do. But you still need them to sign. So anyway, okay, say love, love. is not something to be achieved. Okay, but how many folk on your list is a bunch of stuff that involves other folk? I just, I just want my mama to act right. Well, that ain't your goal. I want my cousin to act right. That ain't your goal. It's quiet in the church. Okay, which of your seven goals require the significant effort or energy from others? Now, here's my challenge to you. Change them. Because you can only do what you can do. You cannot live your life at the beck and call of other people's effort and energy. It's quiet in here. Okay, which is the whole principle. When you, even when you look at the scripture, one of, the things that, one of the things that's so amazing when you look at scripture is that a lot of times um, when you look at God and when you look at how God does things, God, there'd be these big problems and he'd find one man and, that, uh, and he'd find that one man that was sometimes isolated, sometimes alone, sometimes by himself. And then he said, now you and me, we're going to go fix this problem. He did it with Moses, me and you. I'm going to go fix this problem. Me and you, we're going to go fix this problem. Me and you, we're going to go fix this problem. He, he did not have board meetings. He had private discussions. Bishop, what's the point you're trying to make? Is that your goals for what you're going to achieve in life can't be predicated upon the significant effort or energy from somebody else. 
Because if they are, if you don't achieve them, what's going to happen at the end of 17? You're going to be mad. Well, if so-and-so had just done this, no, then change the goal. That doesn't mean it can't be around the same subject matter. Just make sure it's only the stuff you can control. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So what does that mean, Bishop? Is that you've got to make sure that you set input goals, not outcome goals. For example, okay, let's say, let's say you put this down. Let's say you put, I want my record to go double platinum. Well, if don't nobody like the songs, they ain't going nowhere. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Instead, set an income goal. The income goal, or the input goal, excuse me. The input part of it means this is what I'm going to do. This is what I desire, but I can only control what I can do. You can't control whether or not people buy the music or just steal it and put it on YouTube for free. I hear what I'm saying. Okay? All right. So now, which of your seven uh, goals require the significant effort or energy effort or energy from somebody else? My encouragement to you is to change it and to change it to be something that's an input goal and not an outcome. Come on, change it to be an and not an all right, here's the next question on your notes. What is your biggest obstacle in accomplishing each of the seven objectives? Okay, so let, let's, go, let's go back to, I remember one of them was a better budgeter, all right? So then uh, let's start with that. Okay, now remember, we already determined that that has to be made what? More what? Specific, all right? And so we changed it to reduce monthly expenditures by what? Y'all remember? Y'all got it. Y'all a good class. Y'all a great class. By 20%. That's specific. Why is, this, why is this a good goal? Because we can assess it, which means we can achieve it. Got it. All right? What you can achieve, what you can't assess. All right? Okay? So for those of you who, who, who wrote down, it says my goal to be healthy this year. Well, healthy in some cultures means you experience an increase. And you're running over your belt buckle and everything else. No, I'm just being serious. All right. So, so that's, that's a, that's, that's, that's a, you know, I, I want you, watch this. I don't want you to be the type of Christian that just talks the talk. I want you to be the kind of Christian that walks the walk. So when folks see you, they're like, God, dog, who do you serve? Where are you going to church? Okay. Say, I want results this year. And say, I'm a bus. Which means either you get on and ride with me or you'll be run over by me. Where are my horns? Where are my horns? We'll, we'll take those. All right, watch this. All right, reduce monthly expenditures by 20%. Now, uh, from this uh, particular piece here, uh, what's the biggest obstacle in accomplishing? What would y'all say the biggest obstacle in accomplishing this goal is? Talk to me, church. Like to eat good food. All right, so I, I take that that means you are not a dollar menu connoisseur. Or you the one want to, you want a meal. <laughs> With a Diet Coke. No, I'm just, I'm just messing, I'm just messing. Okay, what else? A- an accident, okay. All right, what else is going to keep you from accomplishing the goal? Would you say, keep you from accomplishing the goal, reducing monthly expenditures by 20%? Bills? Wants and needs. Okay. Everybody understand that? So equating the two to be the same. Because what you need ain't what you want. What you want ain't what you need. Them two different things. 
All right. Hagen dazs is a want. Look at the church. The church says a spirit of conviction just came upon the church. <laughs> All right. You don't need that. I'm going to stay right there at Agendaz. I ain't going to go no further. I ain't going to go no further. Lobster is a want. Shrimp is a want. Y'all getting real quiet on me right through here. All right, what else? Do two more things. Self-discipline. All right. Okay, All right. and give me one more. What's that? A ledger. Oh, have a ledger. So lacking a ledger. Lacking a ledger. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, here we go. All right. Like to eat good food, had an accident, bills, telephone bills, pay my bills, telephone bills, wants versus needs, self-discipline, not having a ledger. All right. Here's the reality. All of that is wrong. Huh. Ain't none of that in the way of accomplishing that goal. There's only one thing in the way of accomplishing that goal, and it is you. Bishop, what do you mean? You like to eat good food. You let the accident run the bills rather than learning how to negotiate deals. Y'all not saying nothing. You are the one that went out and got those bills. You are the one that replaces wants with needs. You are the one that lacks self-discipline and you are the one that just spins and checks it at the end of the month. Let me show you what they've taught us in America. Blame everything on something else. It ain't our fault. It's the devil. The devil's, you know, the devil is busy. Be like, doing what? What is he doing? Y'all give him more work than he really cut out for. He got all kind of overtime hours he's trying to get paid for. He's on salary, though. No, he is. Oh, you got to get the serious resistance. He, 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 he's, an, he's still an archangel. Greek mythology called him the devil. God didn't. Greek mythology created demons, not God. All right, now, uh, but that's a whole nother teaching. I ain't going there. I ain't going to that. We're going to go to another place. The only obstacle in the way of this is actually you. Psalm 38, 5. My wounds are festering, foul and festering, because of what? My foolishness. So let's look at this board again, church. What's in the way of you reducing your monthly expenditures by 20%? You. Here's what you, here's what you might even say. Well, Bishop, if I just made more money, so you can do what? Frivolously splendid? Sometimes, sometimes, watch this. Sometimes decrease is a blessing. Sometimes decrease is a favor. Why? Because it makes you disciplined. Because you can't be sloppy with it. Let's just be honest. Sometimes when you got too much, you're sloppy. And you're taking everybody out to lunch. God's been good to me. I'm just taking everybody at row. Everybody, come on, y'all want to go? You want to go? You want to go? I don't even know you, but you his friend. Come on, let's go. You want to go? Come on, let's go. I got it. <laughs> Shanna Tova. <laughs> Banner year. Instead, you need to say, you. <laughs> I got me. Now I owe you from last time. So the rest of them, I, <laughs> be encouraged. <laughs> 
Now you say, well, Bishop, isn't it good to be a blessing if you got it to be a blessing? Going into debt to be a blessing to some folk is different. You don't do that. Now, giving and seed, that's totally different. I do that 100% of the time, all the time. Let me just throw this in there. The devil will never tell you to give. So you never have to worry about, but is this God or not? Always going to be God if it's about giving because God never speaks to you about a seed unless he uh, has a, a, uh, a harvest on his mind. Thank you. Are you getting this? So, so what's the only thing in the way? You. Look at the neighbor say, it's you. Saying it's been you the whole time. All right, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna look at this, okay? Now, don't y'all try to jump ahead of me and figure out the answer to the next one. Mm-hmm. You're going to master this tonight, okay? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to show you how to deconstruct it. They said, Bishop, what, what do you mean? What do you mean the issue, the issue, the issue is me? 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 3. I want you to write it down. We're going to look at a couple verses here. All right? Say, I'm getting out of my own way. Come on, talk to me, church. I'm getting out of my own way. All right, 2 Corinthians 10, 3. For we walk in the flesh, but we don't war according to the flesh. Leave the verse up. Let me just break it down for you. What he's saying is, is we walk in physical bodies, but we don't war according to the rules of our physical bodies. Okay? Which means, say, I operate from a different set of rules. Because here's what the flesh says. The flesh says, you know what? I wanted the hog and dogs. So what's wrong with getting it? Well, it contradicts two of your goals. You said you wanted to lose 20 pounds and you said you wanted to reduce your expenditures by 20%. That's why you can't have haagen So as far as you're concerned, haagen is a satanic attack against you. When you see it in the grocery store, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Loose your hole, loose your hole. What if you started being as serious about your goals and as serious about your life as you were serious about talking about other folks' stuff? You like to sit up and see what these so-and-so doing and what Chloe doing and this one and that one and all the rest of them. You need to get you some business so you can get up out of everybody else's. Touch your neighbor and say, you getting you some business this year. I prophesy into your life. You're going to have so many good things going for you, you don't even have time to gossip. You ain't got time to worry about who's doing this and who's doing that. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm getting some business this year. I'm getting some business. All right, all right, all right. 2 for we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Let's look at that next scripture. Verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Now, what's interesting is he tells us what the weapons do. He doesn't tell us what the weapons are. Look at verse 5. Cat, but he, now watch what they do. They cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity. Every decision comes from a thought. Loose thoughts mean loose decisions. You still here? Messy thoughts, messy decisions. Drama thoughts, drama decisions. Watch this. Rejective, preemptive, rejective thoughts, preemptive, rejective decisions. Self-deprecating thoughts, self-deprecating decisions. As a man thinketh, in his heart, which means mind in the language of our Old Testament, uh, leb is the word, and the language of our New Testament, cardi is the word, means mind, so is he. Now, bringing every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Let's go verse by verse, break it down, we're going to look at this, and then we're wrapping it up. Y'all learning something? Yes, all right, verse 4. For the weapons of our car- uh, warfare are not carnal. Say they're not natural. So they don't make natural sense. Natural sense is if I want some ice cream, I want some ice cream. What the problem is? 
Natural sense is if I want to cuss somebody out, I'll ask for forgiveness later. Don't look at me with that judgmental tone of face. Okay, maybe that, that ain't your issue. All right, all right. Uh, all right, natural sense, natural, natural to our flesh, to our carnal, so all those things mean the same. Flesh, carnal, natural. All means Adam's way of doing things. All of that, uh, it makes sense that if, you know what, I just, you know, I just, I didn't have it to spend, but I just spent it. Because I wanted to give my kids a good Christmas. And now you're dealing. In January, you're still paying off stuff from last month. Making deals. Y'all curl, all quiet up in here. Verse, for we walk it in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Touch, touch your neighbor, say, change your warfare. See, you want to fight out here, but where you got to start your fight is in here. And when I say in here, I'm not talking about your heart because the Bible's not talking about this heart. This one pumps blood. And, okay, and anybody, you ever hear anybody? Let me just help you. For those of you who like to watch videos and stuff on YouTube, if you ever see somebody say, you got to get it in here and in here, it's, don't listen to nothing else they got to say because they don't even know that they're the same thing in the Bible. Okay, so just anything else they say, probably suspect. Okay, just FYI. All right, next verse. Next verse. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Say, they don't make natural sense. But, but watch this. But they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Leave the verse up. A stronghold is anything that has control over the three parts of you. Okay? You are a spirit. It's your subconscious mind. You possess a soul. That's your conscious mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. You live in a physical body. So let me give you an example of a stronghold using the demonic attack of Haagen-Dazs. And nothing against Hagen does, by the way. I'm just using that. So you put, you know, Bluebell, Kroger, whatever you want to put right there. Okay, nothing against any brands. We love all food. I'm just going to say that. All right, now, uh, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. What is it that you just can't seem to control? What is it? Okay, now, I'm not asking you literally. Because some of you are like nervous. What is it that has control over all three parts of you? See, some relationships for you are strongholds. Because, see, when you, okay, just, okay, just see if y'all say amen, we can move on. Okay, nobody said it, so <laughs> I got one. All right, so spirit, soul, body. Okay, all right. Anita said body and soul. Body, soul, spirit. It's a stronghold if it has control over those three things. Okay? So using food, for example. Now, <laughs> your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Many people don't eat because they're hungry. They eat because it soothes stress. So it's an emotional thing. Somebody stressed me out. Let's go get a burger. Some people don't eat because of stress. Some people are like, oh, I'm just so stressed, I'm not eating. Well, what have you eaten today? You know, five peanuts and a half an apple. I mean, one time I used to ask somebody, I said, what did you eat? Oh, sir, I had some carrots. I said, you better go eat you some real food. Get out of here and go eat you some real food. So what does that mean it has control over? Your soul, your emotions. Now, so then, then you go eat it. What does that have control over? Your body, Okay. So the fact that these two ganged up on that one, because while you were in the drive-thru, you're like, I don't need this. See, 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 see? 
your subconscious mind, your spirit was saying, you don't need this. Why are you doing this? Put the card back. Put the card back. Forget your wallet at the house. These two ganged up on that one and all of a sudden now you've got a stronghold. Let me give you another example using a relationship. Uh-huh. His relationship. Got it? So it started out soul, mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Okay? But let's just say the relationship turned to like, you know, what's love got to do with it part two. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. All right? Bless your life. <laughs> no, really, you're going to teach you some lessons. Now, don't get in the whole Buddha thing. Don't do that part. Tina got a little out there. Okay. But she got out there. Let me just say this. She got out there because somebody misrepresented Jesus to her. That's why she got out there. She got out there because somebody misrepresented that Jesus was happy with her suffering. So, 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 so then Buddha became attractive because he became a way out. Not realizing that Jesus is the way out, but somebody mistaught her. You ought to be glad you come to a house where you can be taught properly. Because the God you serve is the God that didn't send you just to pay bills and die. He didn't send you to just be in drama and die. He sent you to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue. Side note, jump back on it. Here we go. So, mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. So it starts, you know, so all that texting, all that talking late at night and all that heavy breathing. (laughs) Mind, thoughts, will, emotions. Now, all of a sudden, you wake up in the morning, you ain't got a text from them. I just understand what's going on. They must be cheating. <laughs> it's quiet, church. Mind, thoughts, will, emotions. So now they're in your thoughts all day. So now you're driving down 225, slowing down traffic because you're just thinking about. And then you're looking at selfies and good, clean Christian selfies and all of this. And so you're doing all of that, right? So now it's in your soul, okay? So then here's what the enemy would desire, that it makes its way over to your, your body. <laughs> it's quiet in the church. Because if it makes its way to your body, these two can gang up on that one, and you'll stay in a bad situation because you're in a stronghold. Don't y'all get quiet on me now. You can know good and doggone well it ain't no good. But you'll keep pursuing it. Why? Because you've now got a stronghold going on. Does that make sense, church? Okay. I could give you a million examples. I just use those two because they, they paint the picture really clear. All right. But we got to get it moving. All right. So that's spirit, soul, body, stronghold. Let's go back to the verse in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verse number 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God. For pulling down what? Strongholds. Which means this weapon, these weapons are so powerful that they can demolish this. Don't just say I can't break free. No. These weapons are so powerful they can break you free. Touch your neighbor and say I'm going to get them tonight. I got to move fast. Next verse. All right, come on, next verse. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And this is where I wanted to get. That word arguments in the Greek language of our New Testament is the word logismos. You'll see in there like logistics, logismos. This means computations, conceit, and thought. Now, what does that mean, Bishop? It means, watch this, something you conceive in your mind. 
a conception, a notion, an idea, a thought. It also means, watch this, overly high self-esteem. I'm good. It's just one tube ice cream. I got it. I'm just using ice cream because that's just where we started, okay? You put whatever needs to be put there, all right? Okay? It means vain pride, hubris. Hubris is unchecked arrogance against God and his word. So I know the Bible says that, but you know. I know I'm supposed to do this, but, you know, it's quiet in the church. So check it out. When you look at this and say, Bishop, well, how in the world did you come to this conclusion that the only obstacle in the way of reducing my monthly expenditures was that is because you now have, watch this, you have now from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, you now have an argument that is exalting itself against God's word. Okay, I don't think we got it there. I don't think we got it there. Bishop, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? What, do you, what are you trying to say? The only thing that he says that, that's the issue here is what's exalting itself against the knowledge of God. And that word arguments means your thoughts, your notions, your conceptions, your beliefs, your ideologies. That's why when we looked at this, all of us said it was all these other things. Why? Because our logismos told us that. It's not me. It's these doggone pills. Well, who made the pills? You catching it? It's not me. You know, it, 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 it's, it's these creditors. Well, who got the credit? It's quiet, church. All right, let's use one more so that we get this example, and then I'm going to give you the tools, and then we're going to make it do it. Y'all learning something, church? All right, this is master class. So it's very, very different um, tonight and, and as we're moving forward. Um, but I hope you like this different format for a little bit. For a little bit. All right. Let's do one more, one more. Let's do one more. Let's do one more so we can walk it out. Let's do one more specific goal from, um, for 2017, then we'll walk it out. One more. Somebody, anybody? Exercising. All right, great. That's a good one. I was driving by 24-hour fitness today, and I said, look at all them cars. I said, I'm going to go the same time next week. We're going to see what we got. All right? All right. Did I spell that right? Exercising. No, I didn't spell that right. The devil tried to get in my spelling. He's <laughs> <was> busy. <laughs> Working out. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Why did I do that? Because some of y'all let little mess ups get you scared and get you all worked up. You better learn how to work that thing and reverse it. Oh, my God, I messed up. No, nah, baby, that was on purpose. I was just checking to make sure you were spelling. <laughs> now, <laughs> all right, that is not a specific goal. That's not a specific goal. Why? Working what out? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what are you working out? All right, so here's, here's a more specific goal. All right, going... To the gym two times per week for one hour. See how specific I got? Now, here's where most of us stop. In 2017, I'm committed to working out. Okay, that's not specific enough. Going to the gym two times a week for one hour. That's specific. And why do you need to go for an hour? Because for most folks, you ain't started sweating until about 30 minutes in. 
Now, the other night, <laughs> if you were here for Banner Body for a Banner year, about five minutes in it, so I asked Coach, I said, Coach, <laughs> so next week we're going to, you know, it's got, actually it was phenomenal. It was very phenomenal. You need to be here. You need to be here. You really do. You need to be here. But, okay, so that was good. Going to the gym two times a week for one hour, okay? And even be more specific, like your gym. Because <laughs> here's what you'll do. Well, if I had a trainer or, well, uh, Steve Nim was supposed to come, but, well, my coworker, mm-mm. I'm going to your gym. The one that you already pay for every month but don't use? That one. All right? Okay. Now, here's why I didn't give a specific date, because I want to show, show you something. Say this is a weapon. So remember, he says, what, what these weapons do is they're going to come against any notions, any thoughts, any ideologies that get in the way. So watch this. Going to the gym two times a week for one hour. Now, what? Now, don't, don't try to jump ahead of me and give me the answer you know I'm looking for. What gets in the way of getting that done? Weather. Lazy. Kids. Work. Laundry. No, y'all jumping ahead of me. Dinner, sleep, Mm-mm. no, church don't never get in the way of working out. Oh, no, I ain't putting that one. I, I don't know who said it, but I ain't putting that one. I want you to come see me in the vet. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm activities. You know, that's too low. Okay, activities. All right. What, what else? The devil. The devil. The devil. The devil just told me to keep on sleeping, Bishop. He told me. All right, now let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's just be honest. If you love to work out, oh, there's, there's, if you love to work out, then like working out to you is just like, oh, man, I can't wait to go to the gym. Oh, man. If that ain't your testimony, if that ain't your testimony, Watch this. Ooh, it's snowing. You went to work? He went to go pick up that to-go order. Y'all not talking to me. All right, lazy. Now, that's just the honest answer. I just didn't want to. Now, let let me digress. Here's why people are lazy. People are lazy because... We don't visualize results. You know why? Because nobody checks us. Nobody checks you and says, you know what? And they need to talk to you strong and use, use tongues that you don't need an interpreter for. And so you just going to lay it here? And then talk, say other stuff to get you encouraged. When you're your only source of accountability, you got to be strong. And, and, and let me be clear what I mean by that. I don't mean that in a spiritual context. I mean that, like, if nobody is, che- in this just this context only, if nobody's checking you to go to the gym, then you're subject to your own rule. Amen. And the Bible says that's dangerous. It says when there was no king in the land, people did what was right in their own eyes. So they destroyed the nation because nobody could tell them what to do. Touch your neighbor and say, you need to be given instruction. Let me tell you this. Never be friends with somebody that can't be told what to do. 
Because let me tell you what they're going to do. They're going to destroy your life before it's said and done. That's why the Bible says a, uh, you'd have to be crazy to be around one that doesn't take instruction. For those of you who do the daily Bible reading app, I encourage you to get our free Harvest Mobile app so you can do the daily Bible reading. In Proverbs, you'll listen to how he talks about fools. You've been listening to that? And he says, a fool does what's right in his own eyes, and a fool does this, and a fool can't receive correction. And you tell a fool to do something, and a fool won't do it. And a fool holds fire to their chest and thinks they won't be burned. Okay? All right. So there's that. Kids, well, you knew what you was doing. Bishop, these kids. What do you We'll leave that alone. So, let me just digress here. Can I be real? Some people have kids because they want to prove they can accomplish something. We'll leave it alone. Work. 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 I'm going to come back to it. Work. Okay? All right? What is that? The devil. <laughs> Laundry. All right? Dinner. Sleep, activities. All of these are reasons that you can't go to the gym two times a week for one hour. And what do we know from the last example? All of these are what? Wrong. What's the real reason you don't go to the gym for two times a week for one hour? You. You. Why? Your logismos tells you these are the reasons. I can't do it because I, I have work. No, mm -mm, nope. If you wanted to do it, you would be efficient in your work. Quiet in church. I can't do it because I have these kids. No, your logismos tells you that the kids are an obstacle. When instead, what you need to do is say, you know what, kids, y'all coming too. If they come in age, you know, they can come at that time. If, they, if they're too young uh, to go to the gym, then what you need to do is that's what uh, grandmama and them is for and granddaddy and them. Is for. Because, right. Touch your neighbor and say, if you wanted to, you'd figure it out. You don't. Tell them, say, you don't figure it out because you don't really want to. It's quiet in the church. I said to you on Sunday, when you get a want to, you'll get a know-how. All right, did you get this, church? All right, so the only obstacle, for those of you that have the paperwork, uh, your notes, the only obstacle that is in your way of accomplishing any of your seven specific objectives is you. It's not a lack of money. It's not a lack of time. It's not a lot of resources. It's not a lack of anything. The real obstacle, which was the fourth question on there, to you accomplishing each of those seven objectives is you. That's the real obstacle. Now, let me show you the art of getting out of your own way. You ready for it? Yes, Here it is, church. Here's you. Here's the goal. Here's where you're starting at. Everybody with me? Yes, so here is, let's just say, uh, we're not even going to put it to the, we're not going to give it a timetable for the sake of this analogy. Here's the start. Here's you. Here's the goal. Whatever you really want to accomplish, you'll figure out. Uh, any of y'all, any of y'all, when you were, when you were, when you were coming up, and I know we got students in here also, so you know, parents just tell the truth so your children can learn from your failures and mistakes. Um, when you were when you was a teenager and you really wanted to go do something, you figured out stories. You figured it out. 
you figured stuff out. Well, mama, after church, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go so-and-so. I'm going to do this and do that. You, you had a whole strategy that was going on because you figured out what you wanted to do. Watch this. So then nothing got in your way. In fact, you just surpassed it and got to your goal. So what happened if you really said to yourself, I really want to go to the gym two times a week for an hour each time? What you do is you start by being a problem solver. Say, I'm a problem solver. So you get rid of every idea that says you can't. Because anything that becomes an obstacle is nothing more than, watch this, an opportunity. Okay? Opportunity to do what? To get out of your own way. If you really wanted to, uh, as we talked about uh, earlier, uh, develop five you know, positive trade lines on your credit. If you really wanted to do that, after five banks said no, you'd go to another five. Instead, what often happens is you get stuck at you. Well, why apply again? They're just going to tell me no. Those five said no. It's not just five banks in America. It's a whole lot of banks. And for every no, I learned it just means not this way. But you're going to give me what I want. Now, either you or so move out the way. Doesn't even say be aggressive about life. Say stop being so passive about life. Okay? All right, all right. The only thing in the way is you, your notions, your thoughts. And where did all this stuff come from? All of this stuff came from, bingo, I heard the word fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, sound mind. Now, the word fear there in that particular scripture, they're going to give it up, uh, put that scripture up. The word fear there in that particular scripture is where we get our uh, word phobia, but it comes from the Greek word phobio. I can spell Greek. All right, phobia, I'm just being funny, okay? All right. All right. So it comes from the Greek word phobio, which is where we get our word phobia. Now, in all of that, when you're looking at this, why do we have notions, thoughts, ideas, etc., that tell us that we cannot get something done? Because something happened that made us believe that. What happened to you that made you believe you can't get something done? What happened? Okay. What happened? I want to go back to that one that somebody mentioned earlier of self-love. What happened that made you think that you weren't worth loving? Well, your daddy walked out. Well, he doesn't know value. Okay. Do you not know that when you when things are very valuable, you have to take it to an appraiser because everybody can't see value with the naked eye. So the scripture says we have this treasure in earth and vessels. Such a neighbor say there's treasure in you. I know you've been through some stuff, but the issue is, is how long are you going to let that stuff keep you from your goal? Because all that stuff is just attached to you. All those ideas we came, uh, we came up with, they're just attached to you. Okay. How, how long, how long are you going to let, let's go back to the credit example. Okay. Oh, Bishop, I made some mistakes. Okay, great. Well, thank God for the FCRA, the Fair Credit Reporting Act. You know what that means? Is that every seven years, there's got to be a release of debt. You know that's where they get that from. Okay, and every se- you do know every seven years, things fall off of your credit report. Okay? Do you understand that? Yes, 
so, so here's the reality. Looking at this and looking in this particular scenario, okay, sure, you made some bad choices, you did some bad things, all right, good. Well, did you even try to, you know, clean the credit or did you just sit there and say, I just got to wait? Did you even try? You do know when you're disputing credit, you're not disputing accuracy, you're disputing the process they went through to put it on your credit. There's about 200 things a creditor legally has to do before they can place something on your credit. How many credit, uh, creditors do you think have their 200-item checklist for your $40 bill? Now, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that you just go out there and arbitrarily make debts and not pay them. What I'm saying is, is that there, there are steps here. There, there are things that you can do. So you're the only thing that's in the way. Okay, if your goal is, let's go back to this, losing 20 pounds. And I'm just using these, for example. Are y'all getting the point, church? Okay, well, if you wanted to do that, then you could do that. You're the only thing in the way. Your notions, thoughts, and ideas. Here's why you're, you're scared to do it. It's because years ago, you went on some plan, and it wasn't fast. It was slow. You went on the, you know, skinny, slim plan, skinny, fast plan. I'm trying not to use brand names. And... And I'm not discrediting or anything. I'm just making a point. And it didn't work for you. So now in your mind, oh, I don't even want to try because what if I fail? But then you stay and start, which means you've already failed. Staying and start is nothing but failure frozen. Staying and start is nothing but failure frozen. I'm done. And I'm getting ready to close. Staying and start is nothing more than failure frozen. How many things have you not started because you're scared of failing, but you've not even researched it to know what steps need to be taken to get there? It's quiet, church. I'm wrapping this up. Are you getting this point? So the fifth question on there is what are you going to do right now to achieve these seven objectives? What are you going to do right now? So I'm going to walk you through this with a specific example you're going to give it to me, then I'm going to walk you through how to do this. And then you're going to do this for these seven things, and then this year those seven things are going to be accomplished. Amen. Say, I'm getting out of my own way. Now, I know you thought I was going to give you some deep prayer, and we are going to pray. And I know I, you thought I was going to give you some deep renouncing of spirits of this, that, and the other, and we're going to do that too. But after you've done all that, you get up off your blessed assurance and get out the way. Okay? Church folk are notorious for talking about what they're going to do, but never doing it. But you, you're a doer. The word Nike comes from the Greek word Nikeo, which means to get it done. In the South, we call them getters. What does that mean? They know how to get her done. That's your neighbor said, that's who I am. All right, somebody give me one of your seven specifics, and we're going to walk you through this process. Like Dr. Phil. All right, come on, somebody. Spending less money on God. You know, I'm going to do both. You're going to get double for your trouble. Spending less money, all right, on going out. And I'm going to put in parentheses, Christian appropriate activities. So just, you know, like if you're going, like it's not Christian. And I don't, I don't know. So I don't know who said it, but just, just uh, and I ain't, I ain't picking about it. I just want to make sure that you know the scriptures, Okay. So scripture says that we shouldn't let our good be evil spoken of, all right? And so there, there are certain things that while you may not be directly doing something the Bible prohibits, it's close enough. And it, watch this, and it ruins your witness. 
So you may be like, Bishop, I was at the bar, but I didn't drink nothing. Okay, okay. But you're sitting with a bunch of folks that's just taking them back. And you got your, you know, V-shirt on. I ain't come to church. I'm not beating anybody. Don't, don't take it the wrong way. Don't take it the wrong way. I'm not beating anybody up for that. What I'm saying is, is that so somebody sees me like, so come to church. Okay. If you at Club Sugar Daddy. And songs like this are playing in the background. All right? I'm not beating you up. All I'm saying is, is that, you know, keep putting God first. Keep, keep, keep coming to church. No, I'm not saying don't do that. What I'm saying is, is this, you just want to make this Christian appropriate. Does that make sense? Okay, and I've thought about that a whole lot, okay? So I'm not beating you up. I'm not doing anything like that. Just, just make sure it's Christian appropriate, okay? There's a lot of things that Christians say aren't appropriate that are appropriate. And a lot of things that are, the Bible says are inappropriate that, that people mix up and all that. We'll get into that some other time, all right? Christian appropriate, okay? All right, number two, dose. I heard somebody say double their giving. That's a good one. More seed in the ground, more harvest. All right, so the reason I'm doing both of these is because they both deal with money. Y'all with me? What are these? What are these, church? What are these, church? Come on, y'all talk to me. What are these? What's the only thing that's in the way? So the next time you have a problem, don't say this is the problem. Only thing you need to do is look at you and say, what are you missing here? Stop saying, stop saying, stop. You know what? Stop saying, stop saying. Um, you know, I just, this is, this is, uh, 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 this is just, Bishop, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's just too much. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. You're right. Thinking that way, you can't. You can't with that kind of thinking. You're exactly right. Not with that kind of thinking. But when you change that thinking, now you're going to get to your goal. Does that make sense, church? So, all right, tomorrow when a problem comes up, because guess what Thursday is going to hold for you in some way? An opportunity. Say an opportunity. All right? So Thursday is going to hold an opportunity for you to do something. Maybe something didn't get filed right. Maybe something didn't get done right. Maybe something, you know, whatever it is. So all you got to do is when the issue comes up is don't say, well, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. What's actually the issue? You are. What's specifically about you, the way you're thinking about it? Is that right, church? All right, now, double your giving. That sounds like uh, a great goal. Let's be more specific. Let's say the giving was $100 million in 2016. All right? Now, you want to double that giving to $200 million, million dollars in 2017. That's a great goal, phenomenal goal. All right, now, if that's the goal, okay, now here's the deal. That may not be a difficult-to-accomplish goal if you already got that. If you don't have that, there's going to be some steps to get to that goal. Okay, so let's say you only bring in 150 mil a year. You're going to need to increase your revenue by, watch this, just to give by 50 million. How much are you going to need to live? Let's give you an extra 25. Don't y'all like these numbers? <laughs> so, that's 225, right? Okay? That's a five. Okay? All right. 225 million. Y'all with me, church? We're wrapping this up. That's where you got to get. 
So what you then need to do is craft a goal that gets you to that level of income. Now, for this particular individual, let's just say, you know what, they want to increase their, they're going to increase their business by this and such and this and that and all that, and they craft the goal. Say, I got to craft the goal. Because doubling your giving, if you got that already, that's easy. But if that's going to require you to increase your income, what goal do you need first? Increase the income. You see the art of this things? You see the art of this thing, church? Oftentimes, we've been guilty of solving the wrong problem. So you just want to double your giving, but to double your giving, you've got to increase your revenue. So to increase your revenue, you've got to take these steps to increase your business. So now you've got to increase your business. And so to get that extra uh, $75 million a year in revenue, you're going to have to increase your sales, let's just say, by 50%. So 50% sales increase, that tells me from a marketing perspective, you're going to have to have a certain number of impressions. For a certain number of impressions, you're going to get a certain number of customers. With that certain number of customers, you're going to get a certain ROI. That's return on investments. Y'all still with me? All right. Now, for that certain particular ROI, that means you're going to have a certain level of attrition. Some of those customers aren't going to stay. That's just the way business works. So what you got to do is figure out how you're going to get that revenue up to get there. Here's the problem. What's the only obstacle to doubling their giving? You. You get it? Okay. Now, some of y'all maybe got lost when I got all through all the business terms and all that. Point is, is that if you're going to have the goal, make sure you're solving the right issue. Which brings us to number one. Let's go to number one, and then we're going to wrap this up. Less money on going out. Okay? How much money would you say on average, y'all? Give me some numbers. You say on average you spend on going out. Going out to eat, going to see the picture show, all that. $100 a time or a month? A time. And y'all be struggling with $50 offering, see? I I just... (laughs) I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time, church, all right? But don't be short in God and give an AMC. Is there anybody? All right, all right, all right. $100 a time. So how many times y'all be going out, church? Air weekend? That's $400 a month. Where y'all eating? This is Denver. Y'all acting like this is somewhere else. Shoot, I can show you how to fix this problem right now. <laughs> you need to catch the $5 movie. <laughs> That's what you need to do right there. And then with that $5 movie, you need to make sure that you get your good Groupon coupons. so that you can... Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I can fix that for you right there. I can cut your expenses down to $35 a pop right there. Everybody going to eat good and enjoy the show. Bishop, it just came out. Discipline. Learn how to wait. Wait until they put that stuff on sale. It's one good thing my mother taught me. She taught me to make sure you catch a sale. And if it ain't on sale, if Bishop go in there, it's going to be on sale. I'm serious. You get what you negotiate, not what you pay for. Anybody that's ever done something for me, they, they understand that. I understand what they're saying. No, that's nice. This is what I'm going to do. So don't come back to me unless that's what that is. Other than that, I don't want to talk about it. It's quiet in church. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. Last week, a particular store was telling one of my associates <laughs> that they couldn't uh, get something done. And so I said, no, we're going to get it done. I said, so get me the chief because we're dealing with not chiefs. I said, so give me the chief. 
make a long and short of it is uh, we got the chief and we got the situation handled. Uh, what are you saying? Is that, you know, you know I, just li- I live by a different creed. I'm a bus. And if you get in front of me, woe unto you. But I'm going to get what I came for. What if you had that approach about life? What if you didn't just let life slap you around and beat you up? All right. What if you just let the enemy beat you up and you ain't this and you're not that and you're not that? What if you woke up and said, sucker, you come in here, you're going to get. All right. Okay. Less money. So let's make a more specific goal. What do we want to do? Cut about 50%? All right. Cut about 50%. All right. So here's what we can do. Right off the top, we can do that a couple of ways. Because what's the only obstacle to doing that? And this one's a pretty simple one to solve. I just want to give you some, ana- uh, some analogies and examples so you can say something. You're the only thing in the way. So we can cut that by 50%. What's the first thing we can do off the top? Oh, only go out two weeks. There you go. All you got to do is go out, go, go out, go out, go out uh, uh, twice a month. Okay, that's a simple fix. Now, you know, that's really the simple fix, but if, if you were like, well, no, you know, you know, I just, you know, I got to. That's the only issue right there. All right. So that's a simple fix um, to, to addressing this particular issue. What's it going to take to do that, though? Discipline. Different desires. Okay. Discipline. Now, when you go out and spend $100 each time for two people, somebody said, not me, sir. (laughs) For two peoples, when you do that, all right, here's the deal. You're placing value on the experience. Nothing wrong with that. Problem is, is that if this is creating financial hardship for you, it's going to require discipline. And who does that come from? you okay this one's pretty simple because we can all relate to that one i mean that's just pretty simple you can all you know okay like doing this like doing that well just do it less okay here's the deal what happens when somebody calls you and invites you but that invite ain't a paying invite it's just i'm going you want to come invite but you've already exceeded your two weeks so that is such a phenomenal idea Mm-mm. Not going to be able to do that. Come on, you never have any fun. No, I already had my two weeks of fun. Okay, are you getting the point, church? See, I know you thought this was going to be real, real deep. It's not. The only thing in the way of you solving any problem is you. And when you get out of your own way, every goal becomes achievable. Now, we're going to pray some spiritual prayers. We're going to renounce some bad thoughts. But from this moment forward, when you're dealing with an issue, the issue is not the issue. The only thing that's the issue is you. You got that? Bishop, my kids, it's your parenting. Bishop, my credit, your choices. When you have this type of ownership about your life, you're unstoppable, you're unbreakable. It's quiet in the church. Y'all ready? All right, lift your hands, church. Let's make some decrees and declarations. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare I'm unbreakable. 
I'm unstoppable. I'm unbeatable. Tonight, I've received information that will equip me to get out of my own way. Every problem I face is nothing more than an opportunity. I renounce any thought that exalts itself against you. I renounce any ideology that exalts itself against your word. I'm a problem solver. I am a curse breaker. The only thing in the way is me. And as of this moment, I declare I'm out of my own way. All this year, I'm going to conquer what I never thought I'd conquer. I'm going to beat what I never thought I'd beat. I'm going to overcome what I never thought I'd overcome. I'm doing it this year in my banner year, my best year yet. I'm out of my own way. There's a way to get it done if I want to get it done. I want to get it done. So there's a way to get it done in Jesus' name. Wednesday night, would you just go wild and give him praise if you believe it? We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's 